This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Today's show is brought to you by Faithful Counseling. If you need help, visit getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to learn more today. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my good friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and we are high performance marriage coaches. Good morning. Hello, happy Tuesday to you, my friends. We're happy to see you. Every That's Tuesday, right. we go live on Facebook and Instagram, and today we are talking about mastering your emotions, mm. even if you almost cut your finger off with a chainsaw, because y'all, I got a story for you. That's that's right. Not only is this a good topic, uh, it, it well, even if you didn't cut your finger with a chainsaw, it is a an amazing topic that we all need practice on, right. mastering your emotions, because... That trickles down to your kids, to your wife, to your work, to your own self-narrative, everything. Such is so, It's such a powerful uh, concept. Yes, it is very important. If you are watching live, I you will see my stitches, y'all. My stitches. So I'm going to just start out with the story of this, actually. You know who gets stitches, don't you? L- ladies. <laughs> ladies get stitches. <laughs> or snitches. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but my the story is, well, how about this? If you're mm-hmm. new here, welcome. We do a marriage podcast because right. we had a really hard marriage. We're creating the show that we wish we had had when we were going through all that hard stuff. So that is what Anatomy of Marriage is. So mm-hmm. hello and thank you for joining us. Right. Um, I promise this applies to marriage. It's not just a rando story about me almost cutting my finger off. But two days ago? No. Yeah. Two days ago? It was yesterday. No. Two Sunday. days ago. We Sunday. were cutting down. I We were cutting down some stuff. We had a big treetop fall. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm glad I'm okay, too. We had a treetop fall, so we were cutting the treetop up, and I grabbed the saw, which is a tiny electric chainsaw. Saw. Chainsaw. Right. Um, and it, but it's electric, so it has a cord, right? So I was like going to cut this branch that is above my head, and I was like, oh, I don't think I can do it. So that's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I actually really think I need to still. He's like, girl, you got this. So I'm like... Trying to be encouraging because okay. we cut stuff all the time. Brad Bruce, good to see you, buddy. Glad you're feeling better. Merry so, Christmas to you. So Seth's like, no, girl, you got this. Like, you can you do it. it. <laughs> and the kids are there. And I'm like, okay, maybe I am being a prude. So I start cutting this thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I need to stop. I need to readjust because when this thing falls, it's going right. to hit my cable. And that will mess up my saw. As I look up, 
to readjust. It's falling. The branch has already fallen. It hits my cable, and the cable's on the back end of the chainsaw, so right. it whipped it around and zlinked my finger, you guys. Look at that. It's yeah. a massive, massive cut. If you 12, are squeamish, I apologize. 12 stitches. But... I immediately <sighs> so that this is where mastering your emotions comes in. That's right. So so that was the week. So that was part of our Sunday. We had to go to the ER and do all this stuff. Right. Luckily, it was not crowded. We got in, got out, probably about two hours or so. Why'd you just cut me off and take over the story? That ain't where I was going. Sorry. So I mean, the first thing I had to do. If you are squeamish, do not listen to this. Mm-hmm. I immediately knew the chainsaw hit my hand. It didn't hurt. There's no pain involved. But I was like, oh, I felt that. So I set the saw down, I looked down at my hand, and it literally was, I could see the bone, and it was actually pretty cool. I could see this vein that was like perfect and had its little like vein I'm, Okay, skin. I'm going to get squeamish now. Okay. Seth really <laughs> does get squeamish, so I'll keep it tame. But so I literally was looking at my bone, and I was standing there, and my kids are there, and Seth is there, and we're in the very back part of the yard. I'm covered in wood it's chips. It's in the bone! It's in the bone! <laughs> And <laughs> so I look, I look down at my finger and I'm like, okay, this is ER worthy. Normally I'm, I'm really tough and I'm like, I'll just put some honey in it and tightly bandage it. But right. I'm like, no, this is a rusty chainsaw that I cut our linoleum floors with. Right. Like not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to go actually do the right thing. Get a tetanus shot. Cause I haven't had one since I was like four. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we got to go. We walk up to think I didn't cry. I didn't freak out. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. Cause I'm like, How's that going to help? Right. I'm already bleeding from my hand. The kids are already scared. How is it going to help if I lose it? Mm -hmm. Right? We walk up to the house, and here's the funny part. I immediately go to the sink. I I took my shoes off, which I thought was pretty interesting. I actually didn't get get the floor dirty. Uh, So I (laughs) I went to the sink and started rinsing my hand out, right? And Mm -hmm. there's just like blood all over. Um, but I know, I knew, I'm like, this thing's going to start to heal in like two seconds. And right. if I don't get stuff out of it, it's going to make it harder in the long run. Then the shock hit. And that mm. was funny. It was right. interesting. Yeah. I turned basically transparent. My lips disappeared off of my face. And I was like, I got to sit down. Mm-hmm. I really might barf. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that was like from your perspective. And I promise this has right. to do with mastering your emotions. So I, <clears throat> we we generally, when stuff gets goofy like when there's a crash or somebody gets hurt or stuff like that it's like okay we we usually and we've always done this for like 16 years it's mostly when stuff gets real then we get real we're right. like okay what can we do what is the what is the the next best step right, right. so you were you know bleeding sitting on the floor i was like okay great <laughs> luckily your sister i know came she was already on her way you know i was like carrie you got to take the kids. We got to go to the ER. Right. Stuff's just got real. Right. right. So you turned sheet white and I said, okay, sit down. I got you a bucket if you needed to barf and stuff. And then just sat with you. It's like, okay. You also got me dates. I told you to get me dates. Right. Because I was like going to barf. Right? <laughs> so I put my arms under your your arms, right? So I could like stabilize you. And then I like wheelchaired you without a wheelchair right. out to the car, <clears throat> got all your stuff. And then I do want to just went, comment right? on how crazy that was. Cause it was like my body, you know, like, right. shri- like moving all my blood to my internal organs. I s- started sweating like mm-hmm. profusely. And my, I mean, I, it was like crazy town. I've never, I haven't experienced that in a very, very long time. So it was mm-hmm. interesting because I'm like, just thinking, I was just thinking about it. I was like, I really don't want to throw up. That would not be pleasant. Right. But I was literally just like experiencing the experience and right. thinking about it. And it was only funny because our kids seemed really excited that the day was changed. <laughs> like they got to go to Carrie's house and mom's now. going somewhere else. 
and now they're like, right. yeah. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> What's um, up, uh, Luke? Good to see you. What's up, Joe? Hey, man. But okay, so enough on the like, okay, turning white gross. I like it. I want to talk I know, about it. People don't care about that. So okay. we want to talk about the emotional part, right? right? Okay, so stuff got real really quickly, and we adapted and then engaged in exactly what we had to do. Yes. Right? So let's let's really talk about that. And mm-hmm. that's uh, that's what was needed. Right. Right? Well, and I'll... Can I talk about yes. why it was so... So we went into the ER, Seth dropped me off, and then mm-hmm. I sat on the bed. Like, they take me to the triage room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, go ahead and lay down on the thing. And I literally looked at the bed, and I'm like... I didn't say this to them, but I'm like, I'm not laying down. I'm not sick. Mm. I hurt my hand. Mm-hmm. I won't lay down. Mm-hmm. And part and that was an active, like I said, it was enclosed cognition. Right. It was like, if I lay on that bed, I'm going to start to feel sick. So she said a keyword there, enclosed cognition. And this is fairly, I've always known this idea because I've done it all my life, but it's an actual term, enclosed cognition, right? So somebody said, Seth's looking sharp today. Right. That's right. I got a new shirt. Enclosed cognition. Right. So (laughs) when you, it's like the suit makes the man or the shoes make the lady or, or whatever. I don't know, but enclosed cognition. So you, you, you take off your old raggedy clothes, put on something fresh, put on something new. You feel good. If you look good, you feel good. And if If you you feel feel good, good, look look out. out, Right. (laughs) So the enclosed cognition piece is, okay, I can either lay down on the ER bed and say, this is what sick people do. Oh, I am sick. I feel so sick. Right. right? Or, key word, she, or key idea, she didn't lay down and she made a conscious effort not to lay down. I'm not sick. I cut my hand. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be treated like a sickly, weak person right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Lily, this is for you. <laughs> this is my hand. Oh, Sorry. No. <laughs> Keep on. <laughs> right? Hope you weren't eating. <laughs> so walk us through the process of I could lay down. I could sit up. I choose to sit up. This is the path. This is how I'm 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 making of it what I want to. Right. 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 So tell us about exactly. that. Exactly. So like I said, saw the bed, the lady said, lay down. She made it so I could lay down. And I just sat and I said, Okay, thank you. And they mm-hmm. like walked out. And this is to the point where now my hand started to hurt. Because mm-hmm. before it didn't hurt. Um and now it actually started to hurt. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, huh. I don't want to focus on this. And so the best, so I had my hand up in the air like this, excuse me. I look like the queen of England waving. So I, ha- <laughs> I literally had my hand up in the air because that helped it not hurt and it helped it not bleed. So I had my hand up in the air, sitting on the, imagine this big triage room and it was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Me sitting on the edge of the bed, covered in wood chips. I had prunes, like pruners, right. clippers in my pocket. Uh, and I have my hand up in the air and I'm like, I'm not going to focus on this pain. It will mm-hmm. only hurt worse. Mm-hmm. And the thing that came to mind was what Sadhguru talked about in the book Inner Engineering. So we've linked this in our, it's in our stories and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You, there's links to all the books that are really, or not links, there's the titles of all the books that are helpful. But he has a story of cutting open his leg like really bad on his motorcycle and having it stitched without the use of like painkillers or right. whatever. And he said, he's like, yeah, it was painful, but why would I need to suffer on top of that? And mm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Right. There's pain and suffering and they're not the same thing. And I'm like, oh, this is just pain. So so pain and suffering can be delineated, right? Yes. You can experience pain, physical pain, emotional, mental pain, Without without suffering. suffering. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's really good. And so that was, and it, honestly, I wished you could share all of the texts. Uh, you probably could, actually. The text mm-hmm. that I sent you, 
because you were like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. And, right. and I was like, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'll be fine. I will be fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just kind of funny because we sent texts back and forth when I was in the ER. And Seth was like, I'm so sorry this happened. And I'm like, it's my chance to figure out how to separate suffering from pain. Mm-hmm. Like, that was literally how I viewed it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, if Sadhguru yeah. can, can do it, then maybe I can do it. Right. right? Um, let's see. Jonathan, I got to go, go back to work. Thanks, man. <laughs> Love you too. Dang, sorry. Um, so anyway... That was my first choice, Mm -hmm. sort of in closed cognition. I will not lay down, excuse me, because it won't help. It will make it worse to lay down. The second choice was I won't focus on my pain. So Mm -hmm. what do I focus on? Because a lot of times you go, okay, don't focus on an elephant. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I can think about it. It's a stupid elephant. Mm -hmm. So what I immediately did was I began to pray for the um, healing in my finger, like, the the I imagine energy like mm-hmm. flowing through mm-hmm. my body and like golden light it's gonna flush out bad things and all mm-hmm. that stuff right but then like I heard a little kid cry so I prayed for that little kid mm-hmm. then I prayed for all of my coaching clients mm-hmm. all of their fam like their children their what they're going through like individually their spouses I prayed for all of that and then I just meditated because mm-hmm. I was in there for a long time and I literally was sitting with my hand in the air. Mm-hmm. On the edge of the bed. Praising Jesus. Praising Jesus. <laughs> um, choosing not to think mm-hmm. about my hand and choosing to meditate on like how thankful I am that the hospital is so close, how mm-hmm. thankful I am that the nurse is kind, how right. thankful that they have lidocaine and like needles and so sewing you were, equipment. you were literally practicing multiple gratitudes in the ER Gratitai. alone. Gratitai. Yeah. I, I couldn't go back there because of COVID. They wouldn't right. let me back there. So. I went to Walmart <laughs> and just like talked like to Melanie a the whole time. Hours, yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. It totally can relate to that unmedicated childbirth. I had my third unmedicated in August and definitely had to learn the difference between pain and suffering. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And Aaron it says gangster. I know <laughs> it was. So uh, guys, all right, let's, let's get real here. So, and if, if you're a husband who has a wife or a partner who had a kid, it's like, oh my gosh, women's pain tolerance is like something just bonkers. I think right. we can get there too, obviously. But it's just a, it's a it seems like, I, so I have a, a such a high respect for mothers who have kids and just stuff, right? And especially uh, an increased respect for you. I already respected you a lot. But when you, the things that you were texting me, you were like, yeah, I'm meditating and praying for clients. I was like, oh my right. gosh, she, that is so... Oh. Rockstar, that is so awesome. That's that's such a a blessing, and it makes me think back of the the old adage, the the basic saying, "Mind over matter." Right, right. So right. I, if I, I I can train my mind and choose to think, to choose to meditate on certain things over the matter, mm-hmm. you know, that's like whatever emotional thing, thing I'm going through, or like physical pain. Or anything, and it reminds me of a time. Let me just tell a story real quick. All so right. We were in uh, this. Okay, I'll make it sound really fancy. So we were in Southern England. <laughs> oh yeah, when <laughs> right? you got sick, and I got food poisoning, and I, I I've had food poisoning like twice before. It sucks. It's the worst thing ever. And the next day, I was responsible for you, all of our kids, and my ninety million year old grandma. <laughs> right, and I was the only one that could drive this huge car. In from the south of England to mid England, I had to drive all that a, right, like right a hand 15 drive. Fifteen passenger van, right? So I was responsible for getting me and all of my family to a destination so we could catch a flight back home the next day. Right. And the last night we had a huge meal, and I was like, I was laying in bed, and I was like, I have food poisoning, and I, I literally, I said, no, no, 
I'm not getting food poisoning because mm-hmm. I have to drive. Melanie can't drive. My grandma definitely can't drive. Right. Nobody else. There's three little kids. We're in a different country. <clears throat> I don't even know how to get there. Right. But I cannot have this. So it was mind over matter. Like literally feeling sick. Okay, I'm going to barf and everything else. Mm. But none of that happened. And boom, we drove and right. I was fine. Right. Mind over matter. Yeah, it's really powerful. Um, and so I have a couple of notes about things. Let's just comment on these things. I can't. Okay. Touch Lily them said, I cut my hand, hand a few months ago and had to get no, stitches and Lauren's cannot say I reacted the calm way as <sighs> you so brought We'll talk about that. Uh-huh. That was actually, let's see, I had an epidural, but probably could have had, had an unmedicated birth. I was already so far along, but not quite far along to get one. Yeah, epidurals are gnarly, mm. but they're great. Um, yeah, the stitches part was interesting. I will say that initially, when they went to put the lidocaine in my hand, which, you know, it's like a gaping wound and then they put a needle in it, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I hate that. I'm sorry. Uh, well, this is what I said. I'm not going to look. And then I'm like, why wouldn't I look? Mm. So I'm going I'm to look. So I watched and I was like, oh, that really Did you get queasy at all? No. And I'm like, that doesn't hurt nearly as bad as I thought it was going to hurt. And then it felt fine because lidocaine is a painkiller. Mm-hmm. So then I literally chatted with the nurse and she, as she sewed my whole hand and there was parts that weren't numb. And I was just watching her and talking and she's like, wow, you're really doing a good job. I told her I've been meditating. Like, mm. I'm good. There's no reason. And, and so here's some of the things that I've been thinking of all night as I was talking or thinking about this in my mind, getting ready for today's show mm-hmm. is a couple of key things. And one of them is uh, choosing mm-hmm. how you want to behave in any particular moment and then proclaiming it. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. I cut my hand open with a chainsaw. My eight-year-old daughter was like 10 feet away on the swing. Mm-hmm. And she immediately is like, oh my God, you know, my Mm -hmm. hand is bleeding. I'm standing. And I said, very, I cut myself. We have to go. Mm -hmm. And so she started to cry. And Mm -hmm. I said, it's fine, girl. I'm strong. Mm -hmm. Mom is strong. Right. I claimed, I proclaimed, like I am strong, Mm -hmm. right? I had a choice. I could be like, oh my gosh, Hattie, don't cry. It's going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. But I just went, no, I'm strong. It's fine. Or, you know, so here's a really, and this happens in marriages, in relationships, especially all the time. Uh, and even just with peer relationships too. So you could have freaked out. You could have freaked out, yes. right? You chose not to, but some people, oh, this is going to be heavy. Some people freak out more and create drama around it for what? Attention. Attention. Yes. Oh, you guys, mom, we got to get mom. And right. she's like, oh, I can't. Right. I'm, I'm verklempt, you know, or whatever. Like <laughs> You put it I, on thick. I, mean, I, I think we might be even thinking about the same people who we know that just people do this because of that attention. There's right. a, and there's, okay, that's whatever. But right. you didn't do that. And I think there's times when we've both done it, oh, right? Yeah, because, you know, sure. the extra attention is nice and stuff like that. But I, <clears throat> at least I think, was attuned to you enough to where you didn't have to anything. I was right. like, okay, there's a person here who happens to be my wife. Right. She's hurt. Let me do everything I can. She doesn't have to vie for my attention or right. like play it up or mm-hmm. make it more grandiose than not. Yes. Right? So more, we always say more is caught than taught, right? Mm-hmm. In the realm of family stuff. So Hattie saw you being strong. Mm-hmm. Hattie saw me taking care of you. Tough immediately yeah. ran and got all the first aid kit. I don't know how I, he got to the house. I mean, magic carpeted. I or know. Something. He was just like, he boom, told me on it. He goes, Mom, I, I, when you picked up the chainsaw, I knew you'd get hurt. I was <laughs> like, Why didn't you tell me? That's literally what I said. Why didn't you tell me? Right. <laughs> so he had like ran down with first aid kit two seconds after I cut my hand. Yeah. Like he was <laughs> down there. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting thing that I had written down too is that um, 
I chose my behavior. I chose how mm-hmm. I said, I am strong. It will be fine, which then changed how I showed up, mm-hmm. right? If I had said, oh, I'm going to die. My finger, oh, I'm going right, to Then right. guess what it would have impacted? You, Hattie, Mariner, Tough, the ER nurse, the mm-hmm. ER registration lady, the guy who gave me my tetanus shot. Mm-hmm. What I, when I bring it, you get it. <laughs> right. And that was my, like. When we always say it, good or bad. Yes. Like, if you're bringing, about cussed, if you're bringing S to me. Dookie. Right? Then I, I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, great, more BS. Right. Come on. Well, right? and think about this. When our 11-year-old broke his wrist last year. Right. He brought nothing but, f- I mean, he thought he was going to die. And they w- he wouldn't let them give him an IV. He wouldn't let them do right. any. He was literally he yelling needs, at them. He needs to read in, inner engineering. Yeah, he was yelling at them. So guess what he got in response? He got grown male male nurses saying, right. you want me to hold you down? You're going to scream. And I'm like, dude, please stop. But right. like, it worked out fine. Yeah. But he got what he brought. The mm-hmm. energy that he brought is what he got back. So this is how this all applies to parenting, right? Your kid does, some, does something you don't like. And you start, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. You, oh, you think that? Well, I'm going to take this away. Right. You're going to get that energy back. And that is part of mm-hmm. mastering your emotions is not f- like going into that freak out state where right. you actually invite the very thing that you didn't want to have. But first, you have to set yourself up for success in that. Oh, right. what do you mean, Seth? Well, you have to practice affirmations. You have to practice visualization. Mm-hmm. You have to practice the meditation of of okay, just being okay with stuff. Right. And you have to be really self-aware. So it's not like Melanie's just like, poof, okay, let me just do this. I mean, right. some people have done that, sure. But we talk about visualiz- visualiz- <laughs> visualization. Visualization, how I'm going to be when stuff hits the fan. Mm-hmm. How I'm going to be when I come home and the kids are bonkers or whatever. How I'm going to be when stuff gets hard. And if you see yourself in your mind already there, mm-hmm. eight hours from now, mm-hmm. guess what? Guess how you're going to perform when it's actually in the present, right? Eight hours, mm-hmm. right? Fast forward eight hours. Oh, I've been here. I said, okay, yeah, I can predict that stuff gets crazy when I get home or whatever. Right. Or, but this is how I'm going to act. Right. Yeah. If you can sort of pre walk through it in your mind, mm-hmm. you will have a lot of power. Honestly, that's right. Um, and so one of the things too is that in mastering your emotions, there will be times when you start to slip. It doesn't matter if you're talking about being mastering your emotions with your kids, your spouse, in an emergency situation. There will be times when your mind is going to go back to, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad, or I just want to lose my S on this kid right now. Mm-hmm. And have a mantra to keep you stop from not doing that. So mm-hmm. my mantra when I cut my finger was, I am safe, I am strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm strong. I don't need to cry about this. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make anything better. Mm-hmm. It's going to make my nose run and my right hand doesn't work. How's that going <laughs> to help? Right? So like, have a mantra. Mm-hmm. I am brave. I am strong. Or I'm I'm safe. I am strong. Uh, but then even with your kids, like, it will be fine. Whatever your mantra is, like, choose one and help it bring you back to that emotional, emotionally sort of um, mastered state, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So the majority of relationship issues that you have with your kids or your spouse are because you cannot master your emotions, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Um, like, if I come into a space and I think, well, everything that's wrong with me is your fault, so mm-hmm. then I just like vomit on you, I am not taking any responsibility and I am not mastering my emotions. Mm-hmm. I try to master and manipulate you. And you're not taking responsibility. So some of the books mm-hmm. that we talked about, Emily says, I love that mantra. Yeah, it is good. Yay. I didn't hear it until just now, so that's yes. good. Here, hold my mic. So oh, you think uh, I can hold your mic? I got okay, mic. sorry. So here's one. Oh, no. This is wise as F. Simple truths to guide you through the S storms of life. Gary John Bishop. He's phenomenal. 
There's another one. Sovereignty by Ryan Mickler. You guys go check out Order of Man podcast. It's really good. This talks about personal responsibility. Ryan's my brother. I'm just kidding. He's not. <laughs> yeah, he he just looks be. like me. Uh, turning pro. This one is good. Turning pro means, okay, I'm a pro at life or I am an amateur. I let things happen to me and react. Or I'm the professional and know what to do. And well, you know how to react and mm-hmm. you have the correct mindset. Right. This book is awesome. This one is Stephen Pressfield. Really, really good. Here's this one Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership is one of the ones that really helped us out. It's like everything in your life is a, uh, is a direct reflection of your choices, right? I saw a, a quote yesterday that uh, life is 10% of what happens to you. 90% of how you react to it. Mm. Ooh, let me say that again. Life is 10% of what happens to you. I cut my finger on a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. We couldn't control that, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, she's singing. <laughs> and then 90% uh, how you react to it. Mm. You know, are you are you meditating in the uh, mm. ER? Or are you losing your brain? All right. Are you know. praying for people or are you crying? That's right. And I'm, we're not saying that physical trauma, you're like, oh, right. you should, I mean, if you're in a car wreck and cut your leg off, if you're not praying and meditating, well, okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fine. We and get then, it. Here's another one. Discipline equals freedom field manual by Jocko Willink. This one is super good. Right. It's got tons of quips that are like, okay, oh, yeah. boom, that hits you hard. Yeah, it's all dog-eared and... Dog-eared. Dog-eared and noted. Just dog-eared. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody says, exercise mantra, burning burning fat, building muscle. Burning nice. fat, building muscle. I love I that. I like that one a lot. John Sincero, you are a Jen. badass. Good read. Oh, wait a minute. Jen. Jen. I have that. Oh, I have haven't that read one. it okay. yet, though. Um, Reva gave it to me. That's right. Um, but yes, yeah, so that... There's also other books that I listed. There's Inner Engineering by Sadhguru. There's mm-hmm. Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Wayne Dyer. There's I Am Enough by Marissa Peer. Mm-hmm. There's you'll see there's these Can't books Hurt everywhere. Me by David, David oh, Goggins. Yeah. That one is bonkers. I mm-hmm. should read that again. Right. So okay, what I know you have some more notes here. Um, one of the things again is having a mantra. So like, uh, for me sometimes it's I'm I'm okay until I'm not okay. Like mm-hmm. or it's okay right now. So I hate flying. Mm-hmm. One of the mantras that I use to make myself be okay is I'm like. Nothing is happening right now. Mm-hmm. If I'm a if I'm afraid of crashing, mm-hmm. that's an imagined future, right. and it's not actually happening. And guess what? You know what they say about worrying. I mean, we, you know what the Bible says. You know, don't worry about tomorrow. Blah right. blah. But blah blah blah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Blarty blar. No, when uh, you worry, you suffer twice. Yes. Right. Yeah, so I'm worrying about this, this, and this. Right, and then. If that's in happens, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't the Bible. Why it was worry a when Harry you worry? Potter you movie. suffer twice. Right. Um, and then also things like "I'm okay" or "This too shall pass." I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're really simple, but right. they are very, very, very helpful. Since I was a little kid, and I, I to this day, I'm not sure where this came from, but you know what I'm gonna say. I would always, always have the feeling, or know, I guess, and help me get through certain situations, of well. At least I'll sleep in my bed tonight. You say I probably sleep. I'll probably sleep in my bed tonight. I'll, I'll probably sleep in my bed tonight, right. right? No matter what it was. I mean, it it could have been like something wrestling practice or me like doing a chore that I don't want to do when I was a kid or something. Right. Like I'll probably sleep in my bed tonight, and that probably was a checkout. Right. Thing well, from like Enneagram Nine or something it's like better that. Better than what I thought. I'll probably die right now. Oh. Something's gonna kill me. Well, think about the the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, right? Oh yeah. And the actual Power of Now is. This is all we have right right exactly now. What happened in the podcast two seconds ago is gone. Done. And then I don't even know what I'm gonna say two seconds from now. So (laughs) all I am all I have, all Mm -hmm. you have 
is right exactly now. So right. when we worry about stuff, it's not here yet, you guys. When we perseverate on the past, okay, we can process that. But am I going to let that run my life? Am I going right. to let that stupid thing that Melanie said, which she was 100% wrong, dictate my day, my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions within the marriage? Right. If I do, then I'm wasting time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I'm not dismissing something stupid that you may have said or something stupid I may have done or whatever, right. or trauma or hurt. But it's like, okay, this is all we have right now. Right. Okay. Somebody says a few oh. years ago I sliced my pointer and middle fingers off with a man. Oh. Okay. I can't read this. Couldn't believe how much blood came out. It did okay, but my adult daughter flipped out, called her dad, and said, "Mom cut her fingers off." He raced home and found me with my hand wrapped, but in the kitchen looked like a murder movie. No. <laughs> oh, I'm goodness. It was so painful. Please. They told me the lidocaine shot would hurt worse than. Oh, and not being super helpful because of the type of injury. They did a procedure where they sort of burn the tips of my fingers. Great. Like the blood clot. Ah! Thanks. The finger tip is a whole different story, y'all. Kelly I... says, this is so got good. Uh, I needed to hear this. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so here's a, a total. I am so sorry for your fingertip. A total pitch. side note. I used to could do anything. We, I would literally rock climb 400 feet in the air. And when I say that, it's Actually, we would we would climb 400 foot cliffs. We would rappel down 150 foot things with in midair with a single rope. Everything I could do, anything, blood, guts, anything ever, heights. I bungee jump twice, and then I do anything in the world. Enter then in. We had kids, <laughs> and I can't do anything. <laughs> I'm ruined. <laughs> No, I'm not ruined. I'm just kidding. But like stuff, I like Melanie's finger, like my own stuff. It's like, oh, I mean, I could skin an elk and a deer and all that. That doesn't gross me out because it's not a human, right? Right, right. But just other stuff, I'm like, I am losing my brain. I can't do it. It's so freaking scary. And it's because I had kids. I right. bet that's an Evo bioevolutionary. Oh, <laughs> you are the funniest bioevolutionary thing. It's like Bi-evolution. okay, you have kids. You you can't do stupid teenager stuff. You gotta, right. you know. So I I don't know what that is, but I was completely fearless until, you know. I right. was 27 and had kids, and boom, it's over. You were OV. 30 when we had kids. Oh, um, Anyway, okay. so another thing that I think is really helpful in mastering your emotions and your mm-hmm. mind and your thoughts is letting stoicism be your guide. So my dad is super, super stoic. Um, he also had severe brain trauma when he was younger, so that probably has a lot to do with it, but he is super stoic. Seth Here's is holding another up book. the book... Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, right? Where's Epictetus? Epictetus is another one. So this is like a 2,500-year-old book. No joke. No, really. 2,000. The first edition is worth <laughs> millions. <laughs> no. That was funny. But uh, this is really, really good, and it is super dense and super thick, but I've read it, I don't know, like twice. But meditations on stoicism, we are all stronger than we think. Right. We are so much stronger than you think. Mm-hmm. So much stronger. David Goggins talks about, oh, we think our hundred we think our hundred and ten percent is no. our hundred ten percent, right? No, no. But guess what? It's no. only sixty percent. We have forty percent left in the tank to where we can push ourselves, to we can do it. And I always say this to my counseling and coaching clients, if you have done something in your life, good or bad, oh, that was the worst thing ever. I can't I can't believe I was a douchebag like that. Or I dug down deep and rose to the occasion. Mm-hmm. If you do things in your life, good or bad, you can always, 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 always do them again. Right. Unless you 
lose the leg or something, you know, like that happens. But, and so with 75 hard, I would run two miles on hills, right? With a 15 pound weighted vest. And I, I test myself. I, so I've done it a hundred times. And whenever I'd stop exercising, I start out with that because I know it's going to be the hardest thing ever. And I know that I can do it because I've done it before, right? So it's a real test. Somebody says, uh, we were on the way to the hospital while in labor with our son in the middle of the night and we're for sure coming. What? And he was for sure coming like right now in the truck. I told my husband, so call me to run the red lights. (laughs) He thought I was joking. My mom told him from the back seat, do it. I think she's serious. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. You better go. (laughs) That's funny. Aaron says, thank you for sharing all of this today. It seems like in today's world, it's very easy to get caught up in what ifs and and uh, and what a uh, craps <laughs> oh a craps <laughs> i don't know <laughs> thank you for reminding us to be present to stay aware and to always find a thankful that is really true like gratitude Whew. i am thankful for this i'm thankful for the er right. i'm thankful for the nurse i'm thankful there wasn't a line in the thing right you know yeah. i'm thankful that we had insurance to cover this that's mm-hmm. not going to you know ruin us or whatever right and that was one of the things so the gratitude part because although i was like the only person in the er it took a really, really long time. I sat in the room for 30 minutes just by myself, just mm. waiting for mm-hmm. them to... There, nothing happened. No medicine, no, no nothing. Like literally a freshly cut chainsaw hand sitting there. And the second mm. I started to think, oh, this is taking forever. I was like, I'm not going to think that. I am not going to think that way. Mm-hmm. That will be... That is like negative chemicals that will impact every mm-hmm. single thing. So I will not think that way. So I would just start praying for something else. Something I wanted to mention too is I had a insanely meditative moment when I was, I literally was like, just, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go inward. I'm going to go inside. Mm -hmm. And I meditated and somehow started meditating on why I have a weird relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. And it was so powerful. I was like almost in tears. Like Mm. I'm, I I literally was like an awakened moment where I'm like, why am I doing this? And I coached myself. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, literally things I've said to my clients, like, Mm -hmm. If you're watching, you know who. Like, I was looking for one type of love, and we use this analogy of it being a flower. I was Mm -hmm. looking for aster love. Aster is a type of flower in a field of daisies or pansies, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where's the one flower? But I'm like standing, and I, I, in my mind, was like, I'm in the forest. I have cedar trees, and Mm -hmm. I've got maple trees. I've got elm trees. I've got everything I need. I have grass and this and a river, but I'm like, where's the one thing? Mm. I'm like, nothing is missing. And so I had this really amazing meditative experience uh you should talk to him about it i'm not gonna talk <laughs> just kidding you really should <laughs> it would be cool i'll but be i'll be your coach right now why not i like it no i can i'll, I'll do why it why can't you what's stopping i you? didn't say i couldn't i just said i could stop the show do it right now oh oh shoot your phone i don't know why it's uh oh weird anyway okay so anyway mm-hmm. let stoicism stoicism be your guide mm-hmm. uh tamper your feelings down to be neutral neutral fe- neutral feelings can go in any direction they need to go mm-hmm. when they need to go mm-hmm. right but if you're going in reverse at a billion which is freaking out and freaking out land is going mm-hmm. reverse at mm-hmm. a million you might want to be going forward but oh i'm going backwards let me give a good analogy putting it in neutral like neutralizing your feelings isn't a sign to check out right it's not Hey, turn the car off and neutral get out. Neutral does not mean nothing. Right. Neutral means, okay, what is the best direction to go from right here? I can go reverse. I can oh. go, I was going to say sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble if you're going sideways in a car, unless you're like drifting or something fun. But anyway, oh, Doug is down there. Oh. Sorry. Um, Ow, my finger hurts. I'm sorry. But okay. yeah, being neutral, uh, setting yourself up for success to right. assess the situation. Go this way, go that way. What's the best next step? Right. And another really, really, really helpful thing for mastering your emotions is think three days out. Mm. Three days is not too far. It's not a week. 
It's also not three minutes. It's far enough to be like, well, like, like how will I feel in three days? And mm-hmm. I knew, so today is three days out. I knew when I cut my hand, in three days, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll have stitches. I'll have medication. I'll have mm-hmm. antibiotics. Mm-hmm. I'll have my tetanus shot. I'll have the creams I need and the bandages I need. And I'll have help. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't have help, I'll figure it out. Right. So if you think three days out, even if your kid's like tripping balls and they're screaming at you and they're you know trying to fight with their sister think three days out i know that sounds weird Mm -hmm. but in three days you won't really remember that and it will give you the wisdom to do the right thing instead of act out of your sort of primitive brain nature that's right so wisdom does now what you'll be thankful for later Mm -hmm. wisdom does now what you'll be thankful for three days from now Mm -hmm. right and this is coming up in my mind uh, and I, I wish, well, I, I can't wish the what? past away. What? Um, so in <laughs> the future, <laughs> well, I hate it when you say you hate it. I do stuff. Anyway, <laughs> if we're in an argument, right. And I'm just like so mad or whatever. I'm like, okay, slowing down mm-hmm. and say, let me act now that I'll be, I'll be thankful for in three days. Right. Yes. And we've done that before yes. where we're like, okay, let's sit down. Let's write this out. Let's not trip out. And then. We're we're thankful three hours later, right? You know that that stuff right. happened, but think about it three days later. Mm-hmm. So wisdom does now what you will be thankful for later. Exactly, yeah. Um, and let's see. And I, there's another thing too that came into my mind this morning that we are we have a, f- a more developed brain than things like dogs or cats or whatever, right? We can talk. Yes. We can. What is that called? We have more cognitive whatever. We have more stuff that we can do. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is really helpful is if you find yourself in moments of crisis or if your kid's freaking out or your husband's freaking out or whatever, acting like an animal, <laughs> and I'm not kidding, that's a sign that you're not controlling or mastering your emotions. Mm-hmm. So animals, all I can think of is the fence, that we the, the dog's at the fence. The neighbor's dog is crazy. And our dog goes down there and that dog barks its brains out Mm -hmm. it's not thinking anything it's just going like it can't it cannot Mm -hmm. control itself and part of it is because you can't talk to a dog and be like hey it's cool y'all play here all the time remember Mm -hmm. can you not bark (laughs) um it's not using an like an upper really thinking brain it's Mm -hmm. just going so if you find yourself losing your s all the time at your five-year-old and screaming in their face what's the one thing you're not doing Mm mm-hmm you are literally not mastering your emotion. You're not doing anything to mm-hmm. them other than using them as like fuel for your mouth machine gun. Right. Right. And so I want to mouth machine gun. I want to use this idea. Like if you find yourself like flooded and frantically just fighting with your spouse, that is not mastering your emotions. That's the mm-hmm. opposite of it. And I'm only saying that so blatantly or bluntly. So because if you don't know what it isn't, then you sometimes don't know what it is, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's easier to know, oh, I'm doing, this is a way to know you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're just word vomiting at your spouse, you are not mastering your emotions. Mm-hmm. That also includes things like blaming. If it's his fault that I'm so angry, I haven't mastered my emotions. Mm-hmm. If it's the kid's fault that I spank them, I haven't mastered my emotions. Right. Um, if it's my mother-in-law's fault that I hate her, <laughs> I haven't mastered my emotions. I like what you said that, uh, well, what did you say? It, I don't know. What did I say? Uh, you, if you don't have something, you don't know when. No, right. You don't know if something is wrong. Sometimes you got to know what the wrong is. Right. So family of origin or past relationships 
oh, I thought this was love. I thought this was like how you're supposed right. to talk to each other. So I never actually had a real idea. And then, of course, you're not going to do it right. Right, right. Because you don't know. You, you don't know what it is. So how can... It's like, if I don't know what money is, mm-hmm. and you say, here's... Hey, this is money. I'm right. like, uh, okay, it's like rectangle paper. Tell me. I'm not understanding. <laughs> it's like right? sticky notes in and your you mind. Uh-huh. You could give me a billion dollars, and if I didn't know what it was, be like, what do you... Burn it and make a fire. What do I do with this? Right. I have this. Okay, great. What do I do with it? Right. I have no idea. So yes. if you're thinking... Oh, I don't even know what love is. Then mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna know what to do when you get it. Right, you know that's a saying? great point. Oh my yeah. gosh, this is so uncomfortable. I know, but she's great and she loves me and she's like kind and nothing like my family of origin or, or right, whatever. Right, <sighs> I don't know. It, mm-hmm. It's foreign, so you have to yeah. unlearn and then relearn. Right. Yeah, I like how you that analogy you mm-hmm. pulled from that and. Uh, yeah, you can't fix what you don't know is wrong. Yes, That's right. thank you. And that is one of the things that we do in coaching a lot is we talk about... Yo, lock it up, Tank. Um, hey, we're going to talk to you tomorrow, <laughs> brother. Looking forward to it, big time. We talk about this idea of, in my coaching, with my coaching clients, mm-hmm. like understanding what is actually... Look, Tank's going to be in the video. Oh, uh-oh, you want to... All right, you want to come on now? We'll we'll bring you on, brother. wonder if you can hear him, though. We'll see. Oh, yeah, let me turn it up. Hold up. I'll put my microphone over here. Surprise right, show. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, but so we talk about this idea. Oh, there, there you are. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> so I, I saw you were live, so I just had to join in and say hi. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you, you must be driving right now. Uh, we're we're going, well, we're not going live with you tomorrow, but we're interviewing you tomorrow. You guys, we're, check it out. We're going to air it on, uh, yeah. let's see, uh, early, early 2021. This dude is awesome. His story will knock you out it's awesome so i'm super looking forward to it like big time i appreciate that yeah so tomorrow uh morning we'll be doing the podcast and then um what do you so are we going to release it in a couple weeks or how does that work probably uh first week in july that's no, what, i'm sorry july, january. january january that's what we were thinking we want to okay, hit the new it. year off yeah i was gonna say so we're waiting five or six months yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no we're gonna get it out okay. quicker than that so tell us where you are right now what you doing uh, right now, I'm actually going to pick up some packages for this family I uh, sponsored a Christmas for. Uh, I've gotten two truckloads of packages for this family. So uh, right now, I'm on my way to get it to, to pick up the last bit of the packages as today was the last day I could receive everything. So I'm going uh, not tomorrow, but Thursday to deliver all of the packages. And the most incredible part about it uh, outside of everybody coming together to donate to this family who wasn't going to have a Christmas. Uh, I had an anonymous donor. They, they asked to remain anonymous, but they paid their mortgage last night and all of their bills. Wow. I know it's incredible. So I'm going to pick up a check tomorrow morning to go hand that to them on Christmas Eve with all of the gifts for their kids. And if you don't know the backstory, uh, when I first got back out on the streets as a, as, as a police officer, um, I got a call one day that this little girl could barely breathe and I get to the house and unfortunately I wasn't able to save her. She, I was the last person to hold her. Wow. And so her dad, James, uh, at the hospital, I rushed him to the hospital after the ambulance took her. And he, when, when we found out that they couldn't do anything for her anymore, um, he cried on my shoulder for about an hour and he just held me. And I'm standing there in uniform. It was the most powerful moment. And um, and so I promised him that day. I looked him in the eye and I made a promise. I said, 
I promise you, your daughter's name is never going to be forgotten. And so it's been a year uh, coming up here in about a week or excuse me, a couple weeks. And so this is their first Christmas and New Year's without their child. So uh, I thought they're going through rough times with all the COVID stuff. So I reached out on social media to everybody. And I don't know if you guys had seen the video and a couple of the Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. And I just said, hey, I would love to try to provide for this family more. Uh, I'm not able to do it financially as much as I would love to. Man, if I could give them a brand new house today, I would. And so I opened a P.O. box one day, and I'm telling you the floodgates of support for this family was unbelievable. And yesterday, I was a little, I was a little frustrated and nervous because I hadn't gotten any packages in my P.O. box. And so... As I, I showed up yesterday morning, I went in to complain to the postmaster because I said, hey, I've done this for a week now, and people are telling me that packages have arrived. Is it that far behind? And they said, oh, no. Are you P.O. Box 223? And I said, yes. They said, well, there were so many packages that came in for you that uh, we couldn't fit all the cards inside your P.O. Box. Wow. So we had to create a whole separate side of the room for you. Uh. And I just – I was like, what? So the, the guy was like, do you have a truck and a trailer? And it just, I went out and they had everything lined up for me. And I filled up my entire truck yesterday. And uh, I went, I got to go and pick up the rest this morning. However, it has been uh, just a reminder that there's so much good in the world these days, mm -hmm. uh, even with all the nonsense that's going on. So um, to, to sum up your question, what are you doing today? That. I had to get you, get you the backstory of uh, what I'm doing and why. So that's yeah. awesome. You're doing a ton of good, is what you're doing. That's yeah. amazing. That's crazy. I'm trying to start a. I'm trying to start a uh, like a chain reaction, you know. And the cool thing is, is there are a bunch of police officers and just folks that have reached out to me and sent me videos lately of themselves buying backpacks and filling them up with things right. and handing them to the need help. And or, you know, they send me like receipts. Of, hey, I just I just bought thirty dollars worth of coffee in line at, at wherever they're getting coffee. And it, it was incredible. So I'm just trying to do this for the holidays to like kick off the new year the right way. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I think that we can all add a little bit more spot uh, comes to helping others. So. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's absolutely. actually why we're airing your episode in January is because we want to kick off the new year in the right way. Mm -hmm. And today's podcast was all about mastering your emotions, which you clearly have done. And you've brought an amazing amount of goodness into this world. So thank you for everything that you do. We're going to pop out here so we can wrap up because he's got to go to a call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, listen, thanks for accepting the request. I saw that you guys were uh, on the on the, the live and, and I just had to pop in and say hi and I'm looking forward to the podcast tomorrow so I'll be calling you in the morning let's uh let's uh do something great tomorrow awesome. yeah yeah man awesome. yeah I'm, I'm super excited to dive in and uh add value to our listeners I know we will because your story is amazing yeah. and uh yeah I'll, I'll text you the zoom link uh tomorrow morning and we'll get that rolling bro all right we'll, all right man yeah. later all right, bye, -bye. bye.
That was awesome. Okay, so that was cool. It was a preview of yeah. Tank. So uh, somebody says, mastering is self-regulation, not just bottling up or trampling down. That's right. Oh, hey, that was beautiful. Get your what? foot off my Sat- stool. Geez. Anyway, um, okay, guys. Can't regulate if you can't honestly recognize and acknowledge your emotions. Got to be able to acknowledge what you're feeling and why, and then determine if it deserves validation in that moment. Usually not in the heat of the moment. That's right. Dang, that is wonderful. So over here on Instagram, you guys, we're having Tank on the show tomorrow. That's going to air in... Uh, Jan, uh, early January, right? So if you don't um, know about our show, go download and subscribe to Anatomy of Marriage Podcast. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram. Hit and the like button. Uh, we bring people like Tank. We've had Ryan Mickler on. Right. All kinds of people. We're kicking off uh, January with a new studio, <sighs> with a new rebrand. We are super, super excited because we're doing it. We're right. doing it, you guys. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff planned for January 2021. 2020 has been bonkers for everybody, but... We took advantage of it the best we could and had a growth mindset for ourselves. For ourselves, personally. So you guys go check out all the stuff we're doing over there. But go also follow Mm -hmm. Tank. His is Lock It Up Tank. Lock It Up Tank, yeah. And he's just amazing. He's got great tattoos, by the way. Yeah, he does. So anyway. All right. All right, guys. uh, We love you. If you got any more questions, email us at hello at anatomymarriage.com. Or if you have coach questions about coaching, hit us up because we're high performance marriage coaches. We change marriages, we change lives, we change kids' lives and generations, right. email us at coaching at anatomyofmarriage.com and I will get back to you very, very mm-hmm. quickly. So we love you guys. Um, let's see. Today's Tuesday. Happy mm-hmm. Tuesday. We'll catch you maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. So yep. all right, guys. Merry Christmas. We love you. Have an amazing day. Later. All right. Bye.